guys doing? Tremendous. Getting a workout this morning? Yeah, absolutely. Always got to stay in shape. Got to stay in shape. Appreciate you guys being here. Missed you guys a little bit. Not a lot of bit, but happy to be here. No, you didn't. <laughs> how's, um, how's the development of the defense? Is it going to be radical changes? Is, what, what point are you at as a coaching staff right now in terms of preparing for 23? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're on it. You know, we've already put together the 23 playbook. Um, you know, we're a game plan defense like we always talk about, and we're going to change it up. We have to obviously see what the guys can do during the offseason. Uh, some guys will get better, some guys will get worse as far as personnel is concerned. But at the end of the day, like our scheme uh, changes every week. I think last year you joked you didn't have a title and you didn't have business cards. Do you have a title and business cards I now? I don't have a title yet, and I don't have any business cards, so I'm not sure. Is your role there? <laughs> um, you know, there are some things that they allowed me to participate in. Um, I'm not exactly sure as far as the role. That's a, that's a BB question. <laughs> What were some of those things, if you could share with us, that you were able? To well, I was in, I was in, I was in some of the uh, the interviews you know, during the interview process, which was a great experience for me. You know, uh, you know the offensive line interviews and also the offensive coordinator interviews. So it was good. Jerome, what what was it about this off season that made you want to forgo the opportunities to be a head coach elsewhere and yeah. stay here? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I would say first of all, my family's here. Second of all, I would say I love it here in Boston. I pretty much was raised here at this point. I came here in 2008. Um, it would take a lot for me to leave, but this is where I want to be. Um, and I feel the same way from the coaching staff and also from the Kraft family. Gerard, basically they've brought the band back at linebacker. Yep. And um, how can that group or that unit improve? Uh, next year, what ways? Yeah, look, the expectations, we always talk about managing expectations, but at the same time, um, you know, they have, I have high expectations for them because they're in the scheme again. Look, I feel pretty confident about what they're able to do. You know, we have some good athletes at that spot. Uh, hopefully they continue to get better during the spring and we'll see what happens. John, when it comes to replacing Devin, I think Coach Belichick said, you know, you can't replace a player like that with one player. That's right. But how do you guys kind of go about from the communication standpoint specifically? Yeah, and look, that's why we're going to be on the field in a couple of weeks to kind of see. You know, I don't think we uh, are set in any particular way. Uh, you, when I was playing, I was the communicator, and then it went to the third level, and Devin, he became the communicator. And so now we just have to see who really uh, wants to take that role when we get on the field. Trot, how would you describe your uh, feelings about your role and your future going forward, considering you just said you're happy and it's all about New England, but how would you describe how you feel about all of that? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to continue to grow. I'm excited to uh, continue to learn new things, not only X's and O's. That's only a small part of it. Um, I'm just excited. And honestly, I'm just trying to be a sponge and learn as much as I can when I'm in those meetings that I'm not normally in. So, Gerard, you're a career defensive player and coach. Um, so what was it like being in on uh, interviews for offensive coordinator and offensive line coach? It was great. You know, it was great. At the end of the day, like, most coaches know X's and O's. It's trying to, you know, you have to see if you have a vibe with this guy. You think he will vibe with the players. Uh, but it was great. It was great. With, uh, with Bill, what has he meant over the course of your development from somebody who comes in from Tennessee to turns into a leader, a captain, now kind of in a call what it is, maybe a new phase of your career and a transformation to, to hopefully new Absolutely. You know, starting in 2008, when he brought me in here, I was pretty raw as far as like understanding the game from a holistic standpoint. 
Uh, I learned a lot playing. I learned a lot on IR three years in a row, <laughs> right? So that's probably where my coaching, uh, you know, my coaching really came into play. Uh, and, and now I, I just look forward to, you know, learning, from, you know, learning from Bill as far as all of the off the field stuff. So. Is it awkward at all ever saying, hey, Bill, hey, Bill, how do you, how do, you do this? Or it's he... not awkward. He's been an open book, and uh, he's been good. Similar question with Steve. You guys work so closely together. How would you describe the working dynamic with the two of you? Look, Steve and I have a great relationship, and I would say all the coaches, uh, the defensive coaches, we're all on the same page. Nothing really is going to change in that regards. And, and sometimes, look, Steve's in those meetings sometimes as well, so it's it's good. Jarrell, where do you feel like you can still grow as a coach or improve? Yeah, there's still a lot that I don't know, and like I'm very aware of that. And so it's not only talking to you know Bill, it's also talking to the scouts, it's also talking to the cap guys, it's also talking to the you know the researchers and all that. So um, I have a lot to learn, and honestly, that's another reason why I wanted to be here because I feel like we're doing right. Here. Does it surprise you sometimes? Maybe some of the things that Bill will tell you or show you, or sort of you know? Absolutely, absolutely, and that's both on film and also just how to deal, you know, on the management side. So, I'm good. Well, what's it been like having uh, Bill O'Brien back in the building? Uh, BL is great. You know, uh, when he came back in the building, I just reminisce of the times when I was a player and he was here as the offensive coordinator. I always said he was one of the best trash-talking coaches you will ever see on the football field. So I'm excited to have him back. Has he, has he brought some of that energy so far? Absolutely, absolutely. Brings the juice, uh, brings the juice, and obviously brings uh, great knowledge of offense. So I'm excited. Is he, Trying, is he bear-hugging uh, prospects on these visits like he did with Gronk? <laughs> no, he's not bear hugging yet you know he's still <laughs> trying to figure out where everything is in the building but uh I, i'm definitely excited to have him here when the uh average patriot fan comes up to us and says what is gerard mayo's role now what does he do how do we answer that new england never has roles it's, <laughs> i mean honestly that's what it is the whole role you know the whole role thing that's not important as long as i'm growing like for me it's about growth it's about personal development and that's what i'm focused on so yeah, look, I'll be working with the defense again. I'll be working with the linebackers again. Um, but honestly, it's pretty fluid as far as, let's call it, you know, uh, the classes, right, the, the management stuff. So okay. there's always been a little That's bit. a long answer. No, it's a good answer. <laughs> there's been a little bit of confusion over the years between who's calling the plays between you and Steve. Did you want that clarified at all this offseason? Not at all. Look, Steve's calling the plays. He's done a great job. He's been calling the plays since 2019. I have no a uh, complaint or anything like that. Once again, I learned a lot from Steve as well. You know, he's a very smart coach. Um, and he does a good job calling the game. So our defense has been pretty good here since 19. So we just got to try to keep it going. You said he'll still call the plays this fall? Uh, I'm not sure, okay. but, I mean, why would you change something that's, that's not broke? So. Sure. Do you feel that whatever additions to your role, it's a bad word, obviously, it will better prepare you for the ultimate goal of being a head coach? Are you confident that's happening here? I would say I'm confident that I will grow here. Right? Where that leads, I'm not sure. Right? This, you know, hopefully I'm here for the foreseeable future, but we'll just have to see. I am confident. I mean, I am confident in the plan they put together as far as my development is concerned.
about this time of year as an assistant coach, sort of the, the pre-draft process, what's your role there, lobbying for guys, 11 picks, just yeah. trying to get as many as possible? I'm telling you, all the time, like you're trying to push defensive players, uh, but you have to remember you know, there's offense and special teams as well. But it's great. Honestly, I love evaluating players. I love evaluating players. I love uh, trying to see how that player fits in the scheme. So whether offense or defense, I try to look at both. I look at the quarterbacks coming out, things like that. Because you'll probably play against those quarterbacks as well, but I love that part of the uh, of the season. You like I will Hinton. say I miss the guys though when they're gone. But I love scouting these new college guys. Do you Hendon Hooker? Talk to you. Look at quarterbacks. Yeah, a good one out of Tennessee. Yeah, he is a good one. He is a good one. Uh, we'll have to see. There's a couple good quarterbacks. So I would say a little bit better, but he definitely has a lot of potential. You hoping to be in the draft room this year? I hope. You got to ask Bill. Like, get me in there. Get me in there. <laughs> Try to. You, uh, coming out of college, your pro day was you know, kind of a, a big thing for you. I, I remember, and what was that experience like for some of these guys that are coming out now, and how involved are you in sort of the pro day circuit? It is a long process for the players. You know, for the guys coming out, it's a very long process. You remember, uh, you leave school, you go and train somewhere. It's like every day your schedule is there, and then you go to the combine, you go to the pro day. Right now, these guys are on the tail end. You know, I tell all these guys, you know, as you take these visits, don't let your conditioning and your weight go up because that happens a lot, right? You're in airports, you have teams, you're eating steak dinners and a lot, you know, just not uh, being healthy. But I, I honestly, and I know this is not what you asked, like even when the guys come in, I try to tell them, I try to drop a few gems, right? Because I've gone through that process. And even though we may not draft them, like, to me, it's all about developing people, and that's always been how I looked at life, how I look, how I uh, like my calling. My calling is to develop. That's how I look at it. Last year, you said something along the lines of Jawan Bentley is one of the most underrated linebackers in the league. That I don't know why. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? That was sort of a follow-up question I had yeah. wanted to ask you back then. I mean, you saw the season that he put together last year, and I would say, you know, a player who is very smart. Um, he, I mean, he knows the entire defense. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. Point of attack. Uh, he's just a great player. And I would say he's always had great leadership skills. And obviously with the loss of Devin, I know Coach said uh, it's going to take multiple people. But what, what I will say is that Bentley will be uh, a huge cornerstone to that rebuild. And how does that look when... Devin's in the back end. Yeah. Jawan's, what would you call him? I mean, you call it in the middle or the front seven? Second level. How does that add up when you're talking yeah, second look, level? Yeah, look, we have some, we have great safeties as well. And really, look, this is the time where you have to see who can really do it without Devin on the field. Like, this happens every year. You lose people, right? And I think we have some safeties that can do it. I also think at the second level, you can do it. You can talk to the front, and you can also talk to the back end. Sometimes when you're at the back end, you can't really talk to the front. And that's why, even though Devin made a lot of calls, the linebackers made a lot of calls up front. Does that make sense? It does. Is that leadership evolution? I mean, you were here, then Dante Hightower was here. Do do players know, is that automatic? Is it just happen, or do coaches have to kind of meld that or yeah, push that in a certain direction? I think it's a combination, but at the end of the day, like, your peers have to have confidence in you. They have to know that you're competent enough to go out there and make the right calls. And you show those things through being on the field together. You show those things through, uh, you know, watching the film together. It doesn't, I mean, to me, to me, it's really not that difficult. But at the same time, you know, my mom always used to say the cream eventually rises to the top. And so that's where hopefully we get a good glimpse of that during OTAs. 
Trent, is the goal still to be a head coach in the league? Absolutely, 100%. So the new role that you have helps that, you, you feel? I feel like I have a lot of work to do, and I can get better as a coach. I can get better as a person who develops, and that's my mindset. Like. I don't think I have all the answers, but I will say there are more people kind of talking to me that I appreciate their perspectives and try to meld it into my own uh, thought process. Mr. Kraft said at the owners' meetings that there's no ceiling to you in terms of becoming a head coach, how good you can be, and he'd like that to be here. Has he expressed that to you personally? Look, I'll just say I want to be here. Um, I will be here for the next few years. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That was a tricky one. <laughs> that, 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 mind, that mindset that you're talking about, about growth. So we're asking about titles, roles, and you, you keep talking about growth. Yep. Is that, um, where did you get that from? Is that like a leadership book, or where did that mindset of, of well, come from? I've, I've always uh, studied leadership when I was in college, um, when I was in corporate America, and even in football. I think there are different ways to lead. I think everyone really is a leader. You know, I don't, you know, some people lead teams. You also lead your household, and you lead yourself, right? There are multiple ways of doing it. I would say the old school way of leadership to me, you know, like the pieces on a chessboard and moving guys around, to me, I don't look at leadership that way. General McChrystal talks about this often. He looks at it as gardening, right? Gardeners don't really do anything but plant the seeds, water it, make sure there are no weeds, and whatever grows, grows. So that's the way I kind of look at leadership and also you know, just servant leadership. Like, what can I do for you? And that goes back to me wanting to develop uh, the players. You mentioned putting together the playbook just schematically. Obviously, you guys do a good job already, but is there stuff that you get inspiration from, you know, from college Absolutely. game or where do you kind of take that? 100%. When we are scouting, that's another reason I love to scout uh, because you can see what schemes are coming down the pipe. Right, the RPO started in college, really. Then it came here, so you can look at it from the offensive side. And also, there are a bunch of good defensive coaches in college football that you know kind of think outside the box. They're dealing with uh, different things. So, even having those conversations with the players a little bit about their scheme is definitely beneficial. Talking about Bentley as a linebacker, and I know you haven't worked with the players since January That's right. 7th, so I. Yeah. There's no evaluation really right. right now. That's right. But as you look at the group of linebackers as a whole, we got Tavai, yep. Judon, Anthony. Yep. I mean, I could go down the down the line. But what do you see from the group yep. that makes you optimistic for building ahead? I would say, I would say first of all, the camaraderie that those guys share. They are a very tight group. Um, they all work hard. They all watch film. I'm confident, like even you know, guys that are here, guys that aren't here, they're still in contact. They during the the break, they would go work out with each other, and so uh, I'm excited for this group. They all bring something to the table. And I think if you all bring something to the table, we'll have a good core. Josh Uche kind of had a breakout in the second half of last season, at least statistically. That's right. Did you see that coming, and is there still room for that to continue to grow? Uh, yeah, he definitely has you know room to grow. I would say this: Josh is a very, very good pass rusher. Uh, a very good one-on-one -on -one pass rusher can do a lot of different things, um, but I think he recognizes that he can still get a lot better. Right? He can get a lot better in various, uh, various aspects of his game. But he is a great pass rusher, and hopefully he can build off of uh, what happened at the end of last year. 
uh, your former teammate Troy, uh, uh, Dante Hightower. Not, you, Troy Hightower. Brown? Were you gonna say Troy Brown? I'm not no, I almost said your name. <laughs> <laughs> Dante Hightower announced his retirement a couple weeks ago. I know you played with him. Just what did he mean to you? Did you get to talk to him at all about that yeah. decision? Yeah, I spoke with uh, with High. Look, High and I have always had a great relationship. I was older. He was like the young pup. But he was very smart. He was very athletic. I got a chance to play beside him. I got a chance to coach him. Uh, there aren't many people like Hightower as far as uh, just his smarts. I, I think that gets overlooked a lot with High. Uh, High is a very smart football player. You know, you can talk about Randy Moss. No one really talks about his smarts. Very smart football players, right? And uh, and that's Dante Hightower. You talked to him at all about getting into coaching or anything? I think Hightower would be a phenomenal coach. Yeah. So we'll see. When I get a chance to run my own ship, I'll try to recruit him. <laughs> Good? Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thanks, guys. Okay.